one. Remember Kevin's opening last week? <clears throat> Is anybody else still tired just from watching it? <laughs> yeah, I figure I'm more of the mosey kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. It's lovely to see the top half of your faces. <laughs> I have missed you guys, and it's really good to see all of you, or most of you. I mean, I like all of you, but I see most of you as an individual. You get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, you know, with everybody, you know, sharing about Face coverings, no face coverings. And all I'm thinking about is no shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> you still go to the restaurant and you put your shoes on and you hopefully put your shirt on and it's just what you do. And that's just where we are. And I'm so grateful for your hearts. And I'm so grateful um, for the way that you love him and the way that you just continue to pour and minister in this season. Wonderful thing is that I got carriers of light. So I'm thinking light and darkness. I don't have to wear the suit. And um, turn that up. <laughs> turn that, you know, there would be one benefit to wearing the mask. I could have pre-recorded the whole teaching, worn the mask and just... <laughs> and it would have been so good <laughs> if I had just prepped for that. Anyway, but I didn't, and I'm here, and we're going to get into the Word, and we're going to talk about being carriers of light, and you are. You are. We are. So if you would stand with me, we're going to read a brief scripture. Actually, I've got several small scriptures here, and so we're just going to jump from one to the other, if you'll read it with me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That just, that blows my mind. Man, if you spend a little time, it doesn't even matter how long the Scripture is. If you live with it for just a moment, instead of just buzzing right over the Scripture, God will so open it up and, and expound upon it in your spirit. Okay, there's another one. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Next one. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of perverse people. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Couple more. This is the verdict. Light has come. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Remember, Pastor Kevin shared on that last week. Light has come. What are we going to do with that light? And then this final one, this is kind of where the Lord just had me sit all week. And, and we're going to go there for a little bit. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Father, I thank you so much for your word. It truly is life to us. 
Your word changes us. It it checks our attitude and, and opens our heart and keeps us tender and convicts us of sin. And I thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you that you didn't just leave us a portion of it. You laid it all out there for us. Father, may we be teachable. May we grab hold of everything that you have today. Lord, let, 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 let my stuff fall. I pray it wouldn't stick. It wouldn't hold on to them. But Father, everything that comes from you, I pray, Father, that it would just plant seed deep within our spirits, Lord, that we would grow. You produce fruit in our lives with it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh, my goodness. You are carriers of light. I have to tell you, I'm going to mess with the the, uh, production that they did here a little bit because I didn't watch it before I prepared my teaching. (laughs) And while it's consistent and it's absolutely right, I may mess with the theology just a a tad. So that is not their fault. That's that's on me. Um, When I was praying about this, the very first thing that hit me was, okay, Lord, what does it mean to be a carrier? You know, what does it mean to be a carrier of light? But then my my next question, I always question the Lord in these things. And I said, Lord, who, show me a carrier of light. Show, Show me, give me an example, because you know that when the Lord gives us insight and says, you are going to be the light of the world and you're going to shine like stars, I kind of want an example. (laughs) I want to know, show me somebody who did it and did it well. And and then I'm going to like follow step A, B, C, D, and E, come up with a different result, but I'm going to follow those steps and I'm going to attempt it. And the very first thing that kind of hit my spirit was, of course it was Mary. Of course it was Mary. Up until that point, up to that point, historically, there were people who prophesied about the light There were people who spoke about the promise of the light to come, of the life to come, of the Savior of all mankind. There were those who who had a good news message that was going to happen someday. They were serving God and they were following God, but this light, this light hadn't come yet. They were waiting on that light. They were anticipating the coming of this Savior, of this this King that would come. And and everything up until this visitation with Gabriel and Mary was we're waiting on him. But in that moment, in that time with Mary, she was the first one to conceive and to carry and to embrace and hold that light. She was the first true carrier. And I'm like, God, (laughs) I want to see how she did this. This just boggles my mind to think of this young woman who was probably about 14 years old. And that was pushing it in those days to be about that age and to be betrothed and to be pledged to be married. And I'm thinking about how did this go with her? We know something about Gabriel. This Gabriel was awesome. I could come face to face with this Gabriel and be pretty good. You know, he, he, he didn't like intimidate. He didn't like freak her out or anything like that. But you think about this. you got a 14-year-old girl, basically, who has no reference for angels. She hasn't watched, played a video game that had, you know, terrifying angels come forward or, or movies, you know, you know, uh, 
She has no reference, frame of reference for this. And the, the angel that is sent to Mary is Gabriel. Gabriel, by definition, is the one who stands in the presence of God. Ooh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> the other people that Gabriel had come to, well, number one, think about it. Gabriel, the one who stands in the presence of God. Can you imagine standing in the presence of God? I'm like, clean up on aisle two. This is, you know, puddle. Just with the smallest portion of his presence, when we encounter the smallest portion of his presence and we can't stand before it, Gabriel stood in the presence of God and he was a messenger. God continued to send him as a messenger. He, <laughs> he went to Zechariah. He, did, he went to Daniel. He went to Daniel a couple of times, they, they speculate, to share insight regarding visions that Daniel had had. Now think about this. It says that Daniel fell face foot first before him and Gabriel told him to get up. This is the man who didn't bow to the king of the land. But Gabriel comes for him and he's down. That tells you a little bit about Gabriel. Zachariah, mouthy Zachariah, <laughs> who had opinions about a lot of things. When he encountered Gabriel, when Gabriel came to tell him that Elizabeth was going to have a child, it says that he was, um, depends on the version, grabbed, gripped, held by fear at the sight of Gabriel. And then he goes to see Mary, 14-year-old <laughs> Mary. And I love, in both of those instances, his first words were, do not be afraid. Anytime somebody says, hey, don't be afraid, I'm afraid. <laughs> when somebody said, you don't open with that line, unless something that comes afterwards is like really going to rock your world. Gabriel had to open with that line all three times. Don't be afraid. I got you. <laughs> And that's what he says to Mary. It says when he appeared to Mary that she was in awe and she was afraid. He said, well, King James said, according to King James, he, she said, he said, fear not. For according, <laughs> he's, you're going to have a baby. Fear not, you're going to have a baby. In this climate, that's a world rocker. In that climate, can you imagine? They could have stoned her. They could have killed her, and it would have been completely in, in keeping with the law to be cast away, to be set aside, just as Joseph might have intend, intended to do in the beginning. She doesn't freak out. She, doesn't, she isn't terrified because he speaks to her. He says, the favor of the Lord is on you. Guys, I want you to know that the favor of the Lord is on you. I want you to know that. I want you to know that just like Mary had a calling and, and when Gabriel spoke and said, you're going to have a child, that would have been enough. But then he goes to, on to say what this child is, who this child is going to be. It's going to be the, the, the son of God. And, and he begins to share about, you know, he's going to rule and he'll reign and, and, and all of this. And, and she's probably still living back at do not be afraid, <laughs> you know. Her, she's probably not like, you know, she's touched on that you're going to have a child part. The rest of it probably sounds like wah, 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 wah. Because 
In those moments when the Lord's speaking, sometimes we only grab so much. Sometimes we only grab so much. And and I want you to know that just like Mary had a calling to be a carrier of this light, you have a calling to be a carrier of light, to carry this life that is the light of all mankind. That... I can't get my mind around that. I can get my spirit around it. But to carry this, what a sacred trust we have been given to carry this light. I was, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, I've got a new grandchild and I, and I was thinking about, I don't carry this child like this. <laughs> there are moments you want to, but... Uh, <laughs> Thouest shall take him and changest his diaper. (laughs) There are moments that you want to carry things at a distance from you, but those things that are precious, those things that are priceless, you hold them tight and you carry them close. And that is this light that we carry. Mary went through a process. I felt like there were two things I could share with you today. There's the process through which she carried that we might glean a tiniest bit from. And then there's the reality of the carry that we probably relate to a little bit more. The first thing we know is she was afraid. She was afraid, and that that is completely legitimate. When the Lord calls you, you know what, guys? I'm I'm a preacher's kid, for those who don't know. Most of you do. My whole life, I served him. My whole life, I, I, I did the thing. I was at church every service, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I cleaned up after pool of Bethesda services, and, uh, you know, I refilled communion. I, I did what you do, and, but there came a time in my life when I had to make a true decision for Christ. And it was after, as many of us go through, a season of sin and, and craziness that really messes your life up. And then we cry out to God somehow. You know, it's like a, a child calling for a parent when you finally made the biggest mess and you can't clean it up. And you're like, hey, mom, <laughs> dad, that was my thing with the Lord, unfortunately. But when I got there and I knew that he was calling me out of this mess I was in, there was this fear I had this fear of like really selling out to God. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that, but I had a few things that scared me. One was that I just wouldn't be me anymore if I like really followed God. But the, the kicker on that is I didn't like me anyway. So I'm not sure why I was concerned about that. And then I thought, Lord, if I really follow you, I'm going to lose these friends that I've been hanging out with for so long. And it was kind of like he was going, yeah, that's kind of the point. Um, you know, I was afraid I was going to lose these really close friends who I hung out with. And, 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 and... But then the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I did not want and I was like dead set against was I was not going to become my parents. And because their lives were given to him, I rolled them all up into one big ball. And I thought, if I really serve the Lord, I'm going to be like them. And, and I don't want to be my mom. And for those of you who, who know my mom or knew my mom, you're going, you should be so lucky <laughs> as to be your mom. And here's the thing. When I made the decision 
that I was going to follow him full out. Every one of those things came true. (laughs) But in the most wonderful way. Because see, the enemy tries to scare you and to paint things in a light that is negative that are really going to be the best things you could ever encounter. And when I turned that corner, Mary had her moment when she went, you know, where she had, and I love her response. She goes, when he says, you're going to have this child, she did what we do. She told him why that couldn't happen. She said, but how will this be since, and she said, I have not known a man. But we go, how can this be since you fill in the blank? And we have these excuses why we can't do this thing that God has called us to do. And here's the point. They're legitimate excuses. They're legitimate excuses. We have our weaknesses and we are for the most part without Christ a mess. So these are legitimate excuses, but God. But when you have God, the picture is completely different. Your weaknesses allow his strength to show through you. And then I love Gabriel's response. He says, when she says, how but since this, and he says, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's our answer, guys. All of your excuses, all of the reasons that you think you cannot fulfill the calling of God on your life as a carrier of this message, as a carrier of this light, are answered in the Holy Spirit. Because, see, he's going to lead you in all truth. He's going to lead you through all of these things. So she's afraid. She listens to him. She receives his word. She gives her excuse. She listens to his answer. She receives that answer. And then she does what we should all be ready to do when called to serve him in a new and scary kind of way. We say, as she said, I am your servant. She is a servant of the Lord. We are children of the Most High God. We serve an amazing God. And his Holy Spirit, through him, through him, we can do all things. Through him, even this, the things that scare us the most, that make us think, oh, I could never, I could never. How could I face that? How could I be that? How could I do that? The Holy Spirit's got you. He leads us in all truth. He says he makes us witnesses. When you break that down, it makes us carriers. It makes us those who, who bring and deliver the light. And then she closes it with this. Just in that process, she says, Be it unto me as you have said. Oh, that we could have that in our hearts to go, What, what, you you feel like you're not equipped to do this? Be it unto me as you have said. Because Gabriel said, Not one word that the Lord sends out will ever uh, fail to do what he sent it to do. What you need is a word. What you need is a word to, to know where God's calling you, what he's telling you. And then when you got that, you can grab hold and you can know that he is watching over that word to perform it. How much peace comes with that? Now, that's the technical side of it. For those who need an A, B, C, D, when you have a word from the Lord, perhaps a visitation, something where he's calling you, you might face fear. 
You listen to his word. You address the fear. You address the excuses. You know that it's in the hands of the Holy Spirit. You submit your heart to be a servant of the Lord, and then you trust him to watch over that word to perform it. It's kind of technical that way, isn't it? You can write that down. Some of us learn that way. Me, not so much. <laughs> I kind of, and Justin's right there with me. Justin and I are more like learn from experience kind of people, and uh, for better or for worse. But I got to thinking about this. We can remove ourselves so much from this moment in time. We can read about it. We can watch it and be removed from it. But I just want to talk to the ladies. You guys are part of this too. But as a woman, one of the most sacred trusts, one of the most sacred trusts we have, the the most terrifying, wonderful, amazing trust that we have is that we are carriers of life. We conceive a child, and from the time that we know we have conceived a child, it is completely life-altering. It's scary, and it's exciting, and all of a sudden you can see the future. All of a sudden you have dreams, and you have ideas, and you have plans that you didn't have 30 minutes before you took that test. You also have, how am I going to pay for this moment? But that, we'll digress on that one. You have this, something shifts on the inside of you, and all of a sudden, Jessica's not Jessica. Jessica is a mommy-to-be. And with that first child, it, it is like scary, wonderful. Scary, wonderful. And, and from the first time you know about it, before you even feel that child move, you're in it. You are in it, and, you know, time passes a little bit, and the morning sickness starts, and you want out of it, and, but, but you're in it. You're in it, and, and you wait, and you anticipate, and you dream, and you nurture, and your body is given over. Your spirit, everything about you is given over to this child. We are obsessive, guys, okay? Let me just put that out there to you. If you wonder what's wrong with your wife when she's pregnant, everything, and... Um, Because all of a sudden, our focus has changed. Our intent has changed. And we are growing a human. The first time you even imagine that you think you felt a butterfly wing of movement from that child, everything changes again. And then, you know, it begins to grow and and you own less and less of your body as you give it over to this human being who is taking over, and, and the weird thing is you're okay with it. And, and, and that child grows, and all of a sudden, that little butterfly thing is a foot between your ribs. And, uh, and you're like, I love this baby. <laughs> How many more days? And, you carry that child, and then and you walk prouder, not because you're pregnant, because you can't breathe. And uh, you're, you know, you're you're like, honey, your posture has gotten so good since you were in the pregnancy. She's like, it's because of my ribs. He's up under this rib, and it's it's true. It's the truth. It's like I can't put my shoulders down or get up off of this sofa. Both are going to be a challenge now. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because 
There's hope and a future coming. There's, there's something more to you than there was before. And, and all of your resources are going into this baby. Everything you have is going into this child and the days draw closer. And you've prepped the room and you've got everything ready. Oh, poor Hal. <laughs> when I was pregnant with Aaron, we had this bride idea to go to Lamaze classes. <sighs> Did you know they have videos in Lamaze classes? The whole way back, I cried and went, I am not doing that. That is not going to happen. And he's like, honey, you're going to be okay. I'm like, I don't know. It was scary, but it was wonderful at the same time. The moment comes when, when all that you've nurtured and all that you've poured into, it's time to deliver that child. And you talk about the most singular focus that you have ever had in your life. That's the moment. You expend every ounce of strength. Things that you didn't even know you had go into that moment of bringing this life Fourth, and you know, you get over the way you feel about your husband in that moment, and <laughs> I'm just teasing. Everything goes into that moment, everything. And just when you think you cannot take one more breath or push one more time, there's this cry. There's this cry. And when you hear that cry, it's all gone. Every pain you felt, every moment that you got sick, everything that went into that moment, everything that built to that time is gone at the cry and the presence. Because all of a sudden that thing, that person, that hope, that joy, that, 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 that life that you have nurtured is right there. And it's in your arms. And none of the rest. It's just like, it's a shadow. It's just, it's back there somewhere. It's something you went through a long time ago because of this life. Why do we for one moment think that Mary didn't experience that? Why do we look at her life and go, oh, it's kind of esoteric, you know, the Holy Spirit. That, and she carried, she probably didn't have any. She was a first-time mama. She was a first-time mother who experienced all of the things that you experienced with your child. You know what I'm really, really um, glad of? I'm so glad that Gabriel didn't tell her the whole story. I'm so glad. There have been times in my life where I've thought, oh, I just wish I knew what was going to happen. Oh, the grace of not knowing what's going to happen. To be able to experience joy day by day by day. Walk through the suffering when you have to walk through the suffering. And not know that two weeks from now you're going to walk through this or walk through that. One of the great graces is not knowing and having the strength of the Holy Spirit to sustain you and take you through whatever comes Hallelujah. by the Holy Spirit. How is that relevant to being a carrier of light? Each and every one of us Conceive of this light 
It becomes a part of us, an intimate part of who we are. In that moment, everything about us should shift, and there should be a singular focus in this thing that we've carried, this this thing that God has allowed us to carry. We should nurture it. We should pour our strength into uh, surrounding and, 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 and bringing forth the thing that God has designed, and it's a designated thing. It is the most intimate thing. You know, it, it's the most intimate thing to be a carrier of light, to nurture and surround all that God has poured into you, all that you know, all the, the truth that he has poured into you. And when the time comes, you don't have to think about how you're going to release that truth, how you're going to do this, because the Holy Spirit just does it. You don't even mean to minister to people, but that which you carry is of the Holy Spirit, and it just reaches out. I want to encourage you. William, Tisha, I want to encourage you. Don't hold the light like this. Don't extend it away from you. Embrace what God has done. Nurture this thing. Think about it. Think about the Lord. Think about what he's done. Think about the price he paid in order for you to be where you are today. Dwell on the things of the Lord. Because see, this is what I believe. You can go ahead and play when you get ready. This is what I believe. I believe we are part of a great cycle of light. The scripture tells us that from him are all things, through him are all things, and to him are all things. Everything belongs to him. Everything. And the more we receive from him, the more he pours through us, the more this light pours out to others and back to him in worship. He deserves the glory. Amen. In Him, all you need is Him. All you need is more of Him to offer Him glory. Offer you a blessing. May the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continue to grow the light on the inside of you. May you be a willing carrier, a faithful carrier, one who embraces the light as a part of who they are and releases it to all who need it, to a world that's dark, be the light. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.